0: NBC Sports is the exclusive home of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Every game from now through the Stanley Cup final will be on NBC or NBCSN. That's where you find the Rangers tonight, game three. Rangers and Senators tonight at the Garden, the Rangers down two Zip. It'll be a raucous building. Pierre will be inside the glass in New York for games three and four. And he joins us now, Pierre Maguire, as the you can almost hear them in the Garden right now getting ready as they uh, get ready for a game number three. Pierre, welcome. How are you? Excellent, Mike, great to talk with you. All right, Pierre, before I get to the Rangers and Ottawa, uh, give me a thought on Pittsburgh and Washington, where that series is right now.
1: Well, it was definitely trending towards Pittsburgh until the tail end of game number three, obviously, and the Crosby injury is going to play a major role. Potentially, in the outcome of that, it's now official. His right. coach, Mike Sullivan, said he has a concussion, Yep. so you never know what the time frame is on that, Mike. He's going to have to pass a baseline test to get back in the lineup, so who knows when that will be. Um, the one thing I would say about Pittsburgh, even though they've got an injury situation of Sydney and they've got an injury situation to Christopher Latang and potentially to Connor Sheary, they're as resilient as any team I've seen over the last three or four years in the league. So can they overcome it? Sure. But is this going to probably be a series that's going to have a lot of long strokes to it? The answer is probably yes. It looked like it was going to be short. It's not going to be short now.
0: All right, Pierre, what did you see in game two as the Rangers uh, blew a two-goal lead with three minutes to play?
1: They blew, blew three two-goal leads. You know, that's the thing that's really troublesome to me as I watched it, uh, Mike. I mean, you have a you have a 3-1 a lead, a 4-2 lead, and a 5-3 lead, and you blow them. You can't do that. Um I don't think they respected the opposition, if you want to know the truth, Mike. The way they were playing, they were giving up. You're on a power play with less than 10 minutes to go, and you're giving up shorthanded chances against. That's wrong. That's not paying attention to details. And when you win games, and the Rangers have won a lot of games, and they've been a very good playoff team under Al Amvino, they and even under John Tortorella, they always paid attention to little details. For whatever reason, Mike, that day, just on that day, they didn't pay attention to little details, and it cost them. It really did.
0: Um, right now, where do you think that series is? Uh, do you Are you worried at all about where the Rangers are? Do you think they're okay, or do you think this is uh, going to be a tough climb for them?
1: No, I, I don't think you're ever in trouble until you lose a game on home ice. Uh, they have to come home and hold serve. I think they'll be able to do that. You know, I've been involved with teams that I've coached that have lost, you know, two games on the road, and we've come home and eventually won this, they won those two games at home to hold serve, and eventually gone up, went on to win the series. So, I mean, that's just from personal experience. I I really don't think they're in trouble right now. I tell you that honestly. But the biggest thing to me going into this game three is they have to plant a seed of doubt in Ottawa's mind, because right now Ottawa doesn't have any doubt. They're not concerned, they have no doubt, and they don't fear. You have to establish those three things in a playoff series. So the number one thing, I think, for the Rangers tonight is create some doubt and some concern.
0: What does it tell you when a guy comes out of nowhere and gets four goals?
1: Well, he came out of nowhere for some fans, but for people in the business, he's probably been the most reliable and consistent and efficient player Ottawa's had all year, talking about J.G. Pajo. He's a tremendously efficient player. Uh, he's not overly large, but he can skate. He knows how to get under the skin of the opposition's best players. And even in his junior career, when he played for Gatineau in the Quebec Major Junior League, he was really an effective player. I mean, four goals in a playoff game, I don't think he'll ever do that again, Mike. But it tells you a lot in terms of, you know, the guy's got serious guts and moxie. And I, I respect J.G. Pajot
0: a ton. Uh, I was impressed Pierre, by, uh, and I don't know him from a hole in the wall, but I thought this tourist played a great game.
1: Kyle Turst was a third overall pick in the 2007 draft. The guys that went ahead of him, Patrick Kane, who's been an NHL MVP and Consumite Trophy winner, three-time Stanley Cup winner, and James Van Reemsteek, who's part of a resurgent, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs team, a kid from New Jersey. So, I mean, he was a third overall pick in his draft year. He actually played at the University of Wisconsin with Ryan McDonough and Brendan Smith, who were also first-round picks in the same draft so it's kind of an interesting sidebar to it. But Kyle Turst, and I'm doing a tape package on him tonight. It's funny you bring that oh, up, He Mike. played great. That's, I mean, his stick handling was tremendous.
0: It really was. He's a great,
1: Mike. Mike, he's a legitimate big-time player. And the thing is, he's kind of been kicked in the teeth a little bit because he's a little bit undersized. He gets beat up a little bit, but he's a very, very good player.
0: How, how hurt is their big uh, defenseman? How hurt is Carlson?
1: Well... I don't know except to say that I watched him play in Boston in game six in the deciding game of that series, and everybody talked about how injured he was. He was playing with uh, you know some broken bones and all that. Uh, he, he didn't look like he was injured to me. But as we talked about before the series started, Mike, it's a mistake to put the puck in his Boy, corner. Boy, can he skate
0: the puck out? Man, That's he why
1: you can't let him handle it, Mike. Why would you give him a gift? Make his partner handle the puck. Make his partner do the skating. Don't let Carlson get involved in the game, and that's part of the problem that a lot of teams make. They think they're going to put it in his corner and body slam him. This guy's got the escapability of Troy Aikman or Joe Montana. I'm telling you, Mike, he's an escape artist. He's Harry
0: yeah, he game. is. He is good. I tell you, he can skate that puck out. He is. He is amazing. He really is. I mean, uh, we're talking with Pierre Maguire. Pierre, if you're if you're Ottawa tonight, you're two up. Okay, you got a chance. If I'm coaching that team tonight, I'm thinking. Now, let's say I'm thinking on the way into the series that I might not be as good as the other team. Let's just say that I think that in the back of my recesses. I find myself two up even winning a game maybe I shouldn't have won in game two, but I win it. Now I'm up two up. I'm going to use this game three and do any – I'm playing with house money. I can take some chances tonight. I can do some things and try and see if I can steal a game and get three up in the series. If I do that, what's the best way to accomplish that tonight?
1: I think what they'll do is early on try to take the Madison Square Garden crowd out of it. I love what you said before about how electric the building will be, Mike, because I really do believe – the fans will be invested in this game. They know they're a part of the Rangers having to come back from being down 2 nothing. So I think that's a motivating factor for the fan base here in New York. So if I'm Guy Boucher, I'm going to play a dull rope-a-dope style, try to get the Rangers to be over-aggressive, and then my counterattack game. Now, I'm speaking from the Ottawa perspective. Yep. The counterattack game is going to take advantage of your over-aggressiveness, and I'm going to generate chances, and then I'm really going to quiet the crowd. That's what I would try to do. It doesn't mean they'll be able to do it. But what we talked about, you and I, before the series started, Ottawa's got this unbelievable neutral zone system that can just turn the neutral zone into a swamp. And it's really tough to penetrate. So the Rangers are going to have to be really smart in terms of how they pursue the offensive part of the game.
0: And you said they'd be good with a lead, which they have been when they've had one. The one
1: thing I'd say about Ottawa is uh, not enough people watch them this year. They're, uh, they were not respected enough around the hockey world. Carlson led their team in scoring He's a defenseman by 10 points. Uh, but, you know, I remember when the Rangers won the Cup in 94, Leach and Zuboff were the two leading scorers on the team. I mean, when you have a defenseman leading your team in scoring and he's a, a, as electrifying as Leach was or, or Zuboff was and now obviously Carlson, you got a lot of players playing behind him that are going to capitalize because those defensemen create a lot of openings for other players. That's just the reality of it. So I... Ottawa wasn't watched enough by enough people, Mike. They're a really good team. I, I thought before the playoffs they were the ultimate dark horse going in, and I'm standing by that. Well, they're, they're a tough team.
0: They've already, uh, you know, obviously made some noise both in Series 1 and here in uh, Series 2 with a 2 nothing lead. Now, anyway, you cut this, and everyone seems to feel the Rangers can come back and win. I'm, I'm sure they can. They still haven't played a home game, as you as you uh, pointed out. But they still got to win four in the last five games, which is tough. It's not
1: easy, but I've seen teams do that before. And think back to the Montreal series. A lot of people had the Rangers dead and they buried, did. and then the they Rangers did. came right back. There's sometimes teams that thrive when they have that pressure on them, and maybe the Rangers are one of those teams. The great Scotty Bowman used to tell me all the time, if you're going to win the Stanley Cup at least once in every series, you've got to slay the dragon. You've got to face adversity at least once in every series and overcome it and if you can do that you'll eventually win the cup or at least compete for it and this is that time for the Rangers.
0: Tell me what you've seen from the two goalies so far in this series.
1: Um, I would say the game two was an aberration for both. The one thing I think Ottawa did very well in front of Hank in game two was get pressure on him in terms of jamming the crease and getting bodies there. Anderson wasn't particularly good and he's never really been good handling the puck for Ottawa I thought in game one, Hank was really good. Anderson was adequate. Um, But I think both goalies can be better.
0: You said you're highlighting Terrace for Ottawa tonight. Who are you highlighting for the Rangers tonight? They're hitting. It's a
1: team concept for the Rangers. And I think if they get into the physical part of the game the way they did with Montreal, especially Girardi, McDonough, Stahl, uh, Kreider, some of the bigger bodies, if they start bashing people around, that will take a little bit of the edge out of the Ottawa game. That's the one thing that I thought really set Montreal back, the Rangers' determination to make it a street fight in a lot of instances, especially around Henrik Lundqvist. They didn't do that very much in game number two. They need to do a lot more of that in game three.
0: Thanks, Pia. We'll chat. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Mike. Uh, really it. Thank you. Pierre Maguire, you'll see him tonight. He'll be between the glass uh, at the Garden for game number three back after this.